Hello and welcome to On Location, the real estate podcast brought to you by the Brown Real Estate Group, where we talk about location as it relates to real estate. I'm Rob Lobb, your host, and Melody, well, Melody has the episode off, but she'll be back next time. Despite her absence, I wanted to take a minute to share some perspectives on the hot topic of inflation. Now, it's been a while since our last episode, and during that time, the Brown Real Estate Group has helped people buy and sell around $50 million worth of real estate. And while that keeps us busy, it's an important time to take a break and talk about how real estate can play a role in hedging against inflation. Inflation has been everywhere in the news lately, and if you've been to the grocery store or the gas station or just about anywhere, you'll see prices have increased. And this is really the definition of inflation. As defined by the Oxford Dictionary, inflation is a general increase in prices and a fall in the purchasing value of money. By hedging against inflation, we're trying to limit the impact of or help offset some of this negative aspect of inflation. The effects of inflation, or the change over time for the price of a basket of goods and services, is measured by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, and this is published in the CPI, or Consumer Price Index. Over the 12-month period that ended last month, February 2022, that change was an increase of 7.9%. Now, current events have had a big impact on food and energy costs, and there's been a lot of discussion about these prices being temporary increases. Well, even after removing those more volatile items, we see core inflation has risen 6.4%, over that 12-month period. This is the highest level since August 1982. Now, without getting too deep into economics, low and stable inflation is considered to be good for the economy. And as a general rule, the Federal Reserve aims for around 2% rate of inflation each year. They control or attempt to control this with their monetary policy. This current rise in inflation is a bit above what they would consider desirable. And adding to our earlier definition, Investopedia states that because inflation erodes the value of cash, it encourages consumers to spend and stock up on items that are slower to lose value. And that's what I want to talk about today. One of these items, you guessed it, is real estate. Real estate as an investment can take many forms. There is the income-producing real estate investment, such as rental properties, both residential and commercial. There is also the increase in value of real estate, typically known as appreciation. That gain is typically realized when you sell a property or potentially if you use it as collateral to borrow money against it. So let's look at appreciation. There's a lot of debate as to whether the house you live in is an investment or a liability. I would argue that until you sell that home, it's a liability. After all, you're paying for a place to live. Not necessarily a bad thing. You pay taxes, you may have a mortgage payment to go with it. So in terms of your income, it's a liability. 
It is money going out and not money coming in. Nevertheless, aside from needing a roof over your head, there are many reasons why a home can be a good place for your money. And when I say a good place for your money, I don't mean under the mattress in your home. I mean the actual investment in your home. So one of these reasons is actually inflation. Your cash sitting in the bank or under that mattress isn't earning very much. In fact, it's earning less than the rate of inflation, even when inflation is pretty low. Therefore, your cash is steadily losing value and purchasing power. As inflation increases, replacement costs drive up property values. People need a place to live, and as Mark Twain put it, buy land, they're not making it anymore. So as a commodity, your home is an item likely to appreciate over time, and inflation is built into that value. Beyond that, over the past 30 years, the median value of a U.S. home has increased by more than 300%. During that same time, the purchasing power of the dollar has decreased by more than half. This alone makes a compelling argument for placing your money in real estate, even if it is the home you live in. Now, of course, when we talk about real estate and investing, people often think of an income-producing property. That could be a commercial space, such as a retail store, strip mall, or storage center, and that could be an apartment building. So how does this form of property ownership hedge against inflation? I'd like to take a minute to talk about commercial and residential real estate leasing as it pertains to inflation. Something that we're all likely familiar with is residential real estate leasing. When we talk about residential real estate, we talk about the property that people live in, aka someone's home. At one time or another, you likely have rented an apartment to live in. And if so, you'll be familiar with the typical one-year lease term. The lease will describe who pays for what, with the tenant often paying for utilities such as gas and electric, garbage pickup, water consumption, etc. The property owner or landlord is typically responsible for the maintenance and upkeep of the property. Now you might say if the cost of plywood is going up and everything's getting more expensive, why do I want to be a landlord and pay for all these repairs? How am I going to make money? And for the scope of this discussion, how am I going to hedge against inflation? Well, this comes down to the lease term which for residential housing is typically one year in length. If you've rented before, you may have noticed that there is often a rental price increase when you renew your lease. This is not the landlord trying to price gouge you, at least not typically. It's a necessary change to offset the increases in costs faced by the landlord, and they are justified by the current market for similar rental units. Now, some locations have rent control, which limits how much the rent can be increased during a set period of time. In these areas, a landlord may not be able to increase the rent sufficiently to offset increased expenses. So if you're looking to buy an investment property in one of these areas, you want to be more conservative in your projections and understand the local rent control ordinances. Remember, 
It's always about location. A quick side note here. The topic of rent control is one that is beyond the scope of this episode, but we will talk about it in greater detail in future shows. San Francisco, where my team is based, has stringent rent control laws, as do many urban areas and now even some states. Unfortunately, there is a growing trend for more rent control throughout the nation. I'll just say that your property rights are under attack. Now let's move on to commercial real estate. Commercial real estate is defined as real estate used only for business purposes. So this isn't the home that you live in. This is a property you're trying to make money with. This also includes residential apartment buildings of five units or greater. However, those apartments are leased in the same way a single family home or small apartment building would be. So I've already discussed that and the one year lease term and such. And so we'll set that aside. Right now, I want to talk about offices, industrial spaces, retail, hotels, or even land, such as a parking lot. These leases tend to be longer in term, typically five to 10 years. Now, the obvious question is, wouldn't inflation be riskier over five or 10 years? And so when you have commercial real estate, how do you protect for inflation? Again, that comes down to the individual terms in the lease, not necessarily the length of the lease this time, but the other terms that are built into it. While you might have a gross lease where the tenant is paying a fixed rent and the landlord is paying all the other fees, similar to the residential leases, typically a commercial real estate lease is structured as a single net, double net, or triple net lease. Single net means the tenant is paying the property taxes in addition to a rental rate. A double net lease adds the responsibility to the renter of having to pay for the insurance. And then there's the triple net lease. You see this with many of the larger chains and such and the properties that they rent. For a triple net lease, the tenant pays insurance, maintenance, and property taxes. As you can see from the triple net lease and these other examples, the tenant becomes responsible for paying many of the costs that will vary with inflation. Also, in a commercial lease, there are typically periodic rental increases. So even though it's a five-year lease, the rent may increase every year or so at a predetermined rate, or it may be tied to a particular index. The terms of commercial leases can be much more complicated than those associated with residential leases. There may be other costs shared by the tenants. For example, in a strip mall where you have a parking lot, the tenants will typically pay a percentage of the maintenance of the lot. For those of you in areas coming out of winter, think of the cost of snow removal. With stores and retail, there can also be a form of profit sharing in which the rent is linked to the income of the shop. So as the price of goods and services increase, possibly due to inflation, the rental income would increase as well. All of this is to say that the many forms of real property can act to offset or hedge against inflation. You must structure your leases correctly and you must maintain your property to help maintain its value. Of course, buying in the right location helps too. 
I hope this quick overview has been informative and look forward to hearing your feedback. Share your questions, comments, and experiences with us at podcast at reonlocation.com. And until next time, take care, be safe, and buy some real estate.